Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. We're going live. Oh, and we're live. And he's just <laughs> sweeping crumbs off the sofa. <laughs> Sorry about that. Literally. <clears throat> literally. Yeah, literally. So the man was hungry. He's quickly started eating. And we're live. And we're never ready. Hey, guys. What's up, everybody? Live for this relationship theory, which is quite literally going to be basically the only hour that we've had together so far this week yes this week the last two weeks and for the next week so the next time we'll hang in out it'll actually be probably live on <laughs> the next uh relationship theory. yeah exactly exactly <sighs> all right so thank you guys so much for joining us as always we're going to be answering your questions so drop them in It'd be great to see them i see everybody coming in the feed Everybody but me hates when I look at these, but uh, what's up, everybody? Fernando Sanchez in the house. Thank you for your content. It's changed my life. It is an honor. From Vista, California, Martin Antonio. Love the All Wonder right. Woman shirt. I think that was Ashley Thank that said you. that. Hey. Apparently, Wookie Listen likes it ball. too. I actually went, I don't ever get changed for these. I always just kind of wear what I normally mm. wear, but I actually went and got changed. So thank you wow. for noticing, girl. There we Appreciate go. it. Um, all right, so today, to yeah, we are off to the races. Sorry, guys, I'm just pulling some things up. Um, all right, so um, you already said submit your questions, so we got that over Indeed. with, and then okay, let's do a kickoff. Would you rather? Let's you do ready? It. ready? All right, would you rather? And guys, we want you to answer with us, so just drop it in the comments below. Would you rather never know your partner's love language or never know your own? Ah. <sighs> Um, I think know thyself is probably the most important thing yeah. you can do. So I'm going to go with, I'd rather not know my partners. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Because then you can figure it out and talk to them. But if you don't know your own, then you don't actually know what your, what's going to make you happy. Like what mm. that communication is. Um. All right. So we've got a fan kickoff question. And... um. Yeah, I was going to say about Vanessa Van Edwards, but let's do the first question and then we'll go into more about love languages. Um, that's just kind of, I guess, the common phrase that people know, but um, we just call What do we call it? Language of appreciation? I'm not sure what no, you're... No, just like our language. Oh, for you and I? Yeah. Oh, I think this more falls into giving the keys to the kingdom. The like the making kingdom, sure yeah. that the person really understands what's important to you, what you value, how you like to be communicated mm -hmm. with. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, kickoff question is from Amanda <coughs> Poor. <coughs> Poor man's ill. Forgive me. Uh, sorry, guys. Okay. All right. Do you believe in the love language? Do you believe in love languages, and how much focus should we place on them? If so, how, do I believe in love languages? Yeah. Oh, I think it's a very real thing that people 
scooting away from the illness. Um, I think it's a very real thing that people use different styles to communicate, that there are different ways that they want to be communicated to. Um, and even more importantly, I think that there are different things that different people value. Mm. And so one person, not only may their communication style be different, but the things that they actually value that they um, are bringing as sort of a... I don't know how to explain this, but like they're bringing it to the table as weight behind the words that they're saying because it's something that's really meaningful to them. Like, for instance, I can say sort of tongue-in-cheek, jokingly, like, oh, this is going to be the hour that we spend together this week. But for you, it's an actual source of pain. So me needing to recognize that and understand that um, is super important because you feel that long before I do. Yeah. And I mean, love languages to me really kind of came about when at Christmas time, you used to say like, this is the gift I want. Like, don't give me the gift you think I want. Give me the gift I actually want. And typically people do and give other people what they want, right? So um, you give the gift you'd want to receive. Right. Um, But when you actually realize that you're two different people and that someone, if you want to say thank you, if you want to say, hey, I love you, and so I'm going to do it in this way because this is how I perceive it, like, as a thank you. And you'd be like, but you didn't even say thank you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I did this and I did this. It's like showing my appreciation. Like, wow, that was the way you showed your appreciation. So I think um, talking the same language is so important and knowing your own language and then, yeah, talking about it in the... Um, in the way the other person can hear because if you're trying to get a message across to your partner if you want to say thank you I love you you're really you really mean a lot to me um, make sure you're actually getting it across yeah 100% yeah um, and so I want to go into the love languages so we had um, a guest on our show called Vanessa Van Edwards and um, we had I mean, we had her on fairly recently, so we'd already been together for like 16 years. Mm. Um, And we found this fascinating because there were revelations that we didn't even realize about each other. So, you know, there's certain things that I know that you like, right? I know you like your back tickled. So if I just rub my fingers up and down his back, that it makes him a very happy man. But that's like so specific. Like what if I wanted to say thank you in a grand way? Like for me, it'd be... um, you know, I would, uh, I used to like cook for you or do you a nice meal, but you don't care about that. So here I am putting all this time and effort into saying thank you, showing you my appreciation and it doesn't get received like that. So Vanessa Van Edwards actually broke down um, five different languages and found it so useful in um, understanding if it's your language and if it's your partner's language <coughs> and breaking that down too. So I'm going to read them out, guys, and I want you to actually put in the comments as I read them out if you think this is, um, if that's your language or not. And then I'd love for you to then take that with your partner if you guys are with somebody um, and um, talk to them about it. But even if you're not with someone, knowing your own language is so important so you can actually give that gift to somebody else when you do end up with someone. All right, so number one is quality time. People who need quality time crave alone time with their loved one. You need alone time if you find yourself constantly desiring to be with someone and not just hear from them or write to them. So um, we, we know somebody that falls in So yeah, down. I guess the people heart, if that's you, um, that's not really... It's kind of me. So in fact, she actually says so everyone has like one main love language and then one secondary love language. I would actually say that's my secondary love language. Um, for you, does it fall anywhere? It doesn't make my top two. Yeah. 
Okay, fair enough. All right, and number two, physical touch. So physical touch is showing love through hugging, cuddling, etc. You want to hug them, you want to cuddle time and always show PDA or public displays of affection to feel that you love them or that they love you. Um, you constantly crave to be close to those who care about and demonstrate your love from them with hugs, um, massages and even just sitting close together. So I'm not sure I was reading, but I don't think I saw many hearts. So that means that physical touch isn't a big deal to most people. Um, it is for me, but I, again, like, I think that's down the line. It's not the first or second one. All right, gifts. This not um, this does not have to be large or extravagant, expensive. Um, it could be flowers or leaving a pastry for someone. It actually says leaving a pastry. Um, these small gifts are tokens of love um, that you want to give or receive. You feel validated when people spend money and or time to pick that out. Um, oftentimes the saying is, it's the thought that count really applies. Um, I actually do believe in that you're like looking at people's responses yeah seeing if people are yeah. hiding and stuff um so i feel like um so yeah i think that that's one of those things that people almost don't want to admit like don't be shy about it like if flowers are meaningful to you then own it let your partner know give them the gifts to the kingdom so they can actually go out and buy you flowers so i would say just own it um i think it can be great um but yeah, the thought that counts, I was going to say on my birthday, for instance, um, I know that I can, I choose the restaurant um, where I want to go, but it does matter to me that you call them. So you like, Tom never calls, books restaurants ever. Um, but for my birthday, it's the thought that counts is the fact that you took that like three minutes to call them um, is very meaningful. I wouldn't say that's one of my top two, but right. um, I can understand <clears throat> why the thought that counts quote actually does resonate with me um all right and acts of service is number four when someone does an action for the other this can be cleaning cooking driving or even doing an errand by doing the act of service the other person feels loved or is showing their love you will sometimes ask your loved one for favors or errands not because it's easier but rather because you need the affirmation that the other person loves you um this is one of mine it's like i i'm actually as i'm reading them it might be my quality time maybe first and it's actually maybe my second but we've mentioned it before that the one thing that actually has become really meaningful to me is that you boil my kettle every morning and you actually haven't for the last week because you're sick but i let you off right. but like the fact that he thinks about me the fact that he takes his time out of his day to put water in the kettle to then boil it for me um is an act of service that makes me feel thought of and so once we kind of put that into place i just freaking owned it it's like yes this is meaningful to me maybe silly to other people but because you know that now you make the effort i see the effort and we've really been able to kind of connect over it. and i actually do feel loved because of it um, all right, and then the final one is words of affirmation. So this is where verbal cues for others, uh, there are verbal cues for others to express how much they love and care about someone. It can be compliments, reassurances, um, confirmation of the love. You need to hear this from the people you love frequently and need to hear out loud what the person is thinking to feel loved which is interesting. Getting much bigger reactions on this Yeah, one. a lot of, yeah. <clears throat> um, you might also fish for compliments because it's the way that, um, this is the way they feel most loved. So you want to hear something good about you coming from someone else um, out loud to make you feel like you're loved by them. And that's, would you say that's your number one? Yeah, no question. That's it, just no question? Yeah. Uh, uh, sure, the... Um, 
that is the thing that gets the biggest emotional response out of me. So words to me are insanely powerful, which is partly, of course, why I've been drawn to the things that I've been drawn to, why I find um, me, you know, when I look at early wins that I got in my life, they were verbally based. So that's, you know, part of the reason that I pursued those things. Like words carry weight and meaning to me. And that's one of the reasons it drives me fucking nuts when people ask me not to swear. Because it's like, those words have real resonance and real mm. power. And so to not use some of the most powerful tools in my arsenal doesn't make sense. I get it. For some people, it's a total turnoff. I totally understand that. But um, <clears throat> for me, it's too powerful. It helps me like really embody an emotion. So because words carry such emotion and such weight for me that if you really want to tell me how you feel in some way, you want to communicate it to me in some way, the way that will come in loudest and clearest is words of affirmation. Now, I think for a lot of people for whom words of affirmation is the number one language of appreciation or love language, the world is a very confusing place when you get with somebody who isn't that way. Mm. Because everything in the world tells you that communication happens verbally. So if you're trying to communicate your love to me, you should tell me. Like that, it's, it's the only one of those that I will say is obvious. <laughs> like I accept that all of the other ones are real, but the only one that is just sort of a one-for-one one obvious is language. So realizing that saying things to you was not as powerful for you as it is for me was shocking. Yeah, it really was a total enlightenment into our relationship <coughs> because um, it, yeah, I guess made us just really realize where the other person's coming from. And so now what I do, knowing that about you, um, I remember it and I really do say every time I want to show you my love or show you my appreciation because you've done something nice for me or I just want to thank you like I literally remember his is words of affirmation so I'll go okay that means I have to thank him a lot that means I have to let him know over and over again verbally how much that is appreciated versus what I would have done which is what I did do is say thank you in return in the way that I like so I would make you food I would you know go out and get you certain things because I knew you like them because it was meaningful to me but then realizing actually he doesn't want that like it's nice it's not even that I don't want it I don't associate it right. with the thing yeah. so if you're trying to reward that behavior I don't even right. make the connection yeah and that's actually I like that we say that a lot like reward the behavior you want to see in your partner like I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think you need to encourage each other on like if you like it and you want to see more of it make them feel good about doing it so knowing that I basically, yeah, if I want more of it, I'll make sure that I'm right. giving you more words of affirmation. I think vice versa. You would do a lot more for me with things like that. Like, I remember, I don't know, like maybe two months ago or something, I'd had a really busy week. And I woke up on Sunday morning and the entire kitchen was clean. Now, if you know this man, he never cleans. So I walked in the kitchen. I was like, what? I was like, did you clean or did you just hire someone while I was sleeping to come in and like, clean the kitchen? You're like, no, I knew you had a busy week and I really wanted to do something nice for you. So because you knew my language, you knew that would actually affect me. So anyway, that's basically how we deal with our love languages and how we use that in our relationship to really understand each other and um, make each other feel good about themselves. All right, so let's get on to the next question. And um, this is from Jenna Marie. Do you think if you have verbally, if you have verbally withholding parents, you'd more or less like to have words of affirmation as your love language? It's a really mm. interesting question. Um, 
I, I think it would really it different people will react in different ways. So I think that for me, had I had that, because I am so verbal already, that that probably then would have become a bigger ache, a more desperate need, uh, a real deep insecurity mm. around that. Mm. Um, but I don't know that it would have manifested for you in that way necessarily. So my gut instinct is we all have predilections towards something. Mm. And like, for instance, if nobody ever did acts of service for me, I don't even know that I would have noticed. Right. Right. And growing up, in fact, that wasn't really how my mom rolled. So they weren't doing things like that for me um, as a matter of course. And, and I felt uber loved because my mom was so verbal and so kind with her praise um, because my mom is also words of affirmation. So we lined up perfectly. Like if I did something good, my mom would come and tell me in terms of feeling loved. I always felt loved. My mom just really knew how to say it. I'd be super curious to know what my dad's love language is. Cause I think he and I probably were two ships passing in the night on stuff your like that. Your dad's is active service <coughs> for sure. Yeah. You're probably right about that. And him wanting me to work on cars and stuff was like real bonding mm. for him. Whereas for me, that was like a torture chamber. So yeah, but it didn't, at least in me, it did not create a wound where that absence was mm. because that just wasn't how I spoke. I wonder then as a parent, like if you have kids, like how do you show them? Like, because they're too young to really know what works for them. You almost have to try things to see how they react. Yeah, and parents will tell you this straight up. Like, here's the real danger zone. Your first kid lines up. They're just like you. Yeah. Words of affirmation going well. Kid feels loved. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And so you think this is how you love a child. Then the second child comes along and they're not about it. Yeah. Words of affirmation just don't mean anything. You're lavishing them with praise. But because you didn't boil the coffee, they're like freaking out and they feel unloved. <laughs> but legitimately. And so yeah. the parents like, what the hell is going on? Mm. Like I'm doing all the same things that I did with the first kid and it's not working and I feel totally disconnected. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's also like what I mean. So we actually did this test within the company because <coughs> um, I don't think it's just for your partner and your spouse. It should be with like um, your friends, your parents, your siblings, your work colleagues. Because honestly, like the sh the amount that this like really helped me get like grasp how to thank people in the way that they'll hear because it'll be like, I'm like so over the top about how good they were and they still think that they're underappreciated. Like, I don't get it. And then I realized this opened up all the world. So yeah, you can use this in your relationship, your friendships, all of that. So, um, all right, moving on. Um, fan shout outs, people watching from all over the world tonight. Nice. Morocco, Sacramento. I like how Sacramento is right. all over the world. Morocco, Sacramento, Vancouver, Singapore. That's wow. cool. Um, San Diego, Sydney, Lithuania, Philippines, wow. and Austin. That's amazing, really guys. Thank you for What's tuning up, in. That's everybody. amazing. Um, and we are answering questions live, guys. So just drop it in the comments and we'll answer them. All right. So next question. This is from Julie Nakar Seker. So if you are with someone that doesn't see the importance to use the affirmation, what do you do then? So, if it's, go ahead. Oh, I was just trying to, I guess, understand using like of the word of affirmations. Well, I'll take it as yeah. whatever your love language is, the other person, they just don't see that it's that important to go out of their way to say it in your particular way, mm. right? They might think that you're being overly needy. It's like I said that I really dug it, you know, and so the other person's not getting into it. Or it's like, Jesus, do I really have to thank you for everything you do? Like, 
You do that stuff just so I'll thank you? Like either one of those two falls Mm. into a camp of like, if somebody doesn't want to make you happy, like that is the biggest red flag of all time. So (coughs) I get it. They're probably having a negative reaction because they feel guilty. They want to make you happy and they don't know how to communicate it. And then you say, well, if you've done this, they get defensive because they feel bad. And so I get how people get themselves in that loop, but you should pretty rapidly get yourself out of that loop by saying, well, I really do want to make them happy. And so my response would be in a situation Mm -hmm. like that, if I've told the other person in really clear terms, in an emotionally sober moment, we're not charged, we're not angry, like, hey, here's one thing that would mean so much to me. If you want me to feel appreciated, if you want me to understand your thank you, here's what's meaningful to me, here's what I can hear, here's what I'll really internalize. And if they're like, that's stupid or whatever, it's like, uh, now we have to have the conversation about being flippant about each other's emotions. Mm. But don't you think, though, that they also <coughs> have a language and wouldn't you think that most people would want people to speak their language? Yeah, for more on that, I would definitely have to ask follow-up questions. Yeah, because like, I would say, well, what is their language? And then show them that you're making the effort. And if you can then show them that you're making the effort and they get the emotional response, like the happy emotional response, like, wow, like this actually made me feel good. Hopefully that would be an encouragement for them to then do it on you. But yeah, it's difficult. Um, All right, next question. This is from Adam McPherson. Can you elaborate how you can speak a love language? Is withholding a language, is withholding a language is more damaging? Is withholding a language language more more damaging? damaging. Um, Well, I'll respond to the word withholding. So if you're withholding, um, love, if you're bargaining with love, if you're bargaining with affection, I think that is super dangerous. So if somebody's done something that you legitimately um, are grateful for, you're happy about, you're excited about, you want to uh, make them feel good about, and you decide you're not going to do that because you're in some sort of reward and punishment um, thing, and that doesn't mean, by the way, that there aren't times where you want to tell somebody, like, that's not okay, and thusly punish the behavior, um, but withholding love I don't think is ever the right answer. So I would be super careful um, about that. So if they do something, it resonates with you, you want them to know, um, if you find yourself stopping yourself, for some reason, I'd really investigate how you've ended up in a punishment cycle um, because that can that can get really dangerous really fast for just the health of the relationship. To me, the point of being in a relationship is to make the person feel better about themselves when they're with you than when they're not. Now, that doesn't mean a blanket acceptance of behavior and all that. So there's advanced class stuff around um, punishment, but the first thing you want to do is be way above board on something. Um, so if somebody's doing something that you don't like, let's say you have a partner and they drink too much and you don't want to be, you don't want them to drink that much. I would say, look, I love you beyond all reason and measure, but I just don't want to be around you when you're drinking. That's totally my choice. The second you're done drinking, I'm going to want to be with you and we're going to hang out and I'm not going to beat you up. I'm just not going to spend that time with you. Like that to me is a way, one, where you're explaining your stance, you're explaining why you're doing it. You, there's a consistency to it. You're letting them know that they're going to be loved, that it's about the behavior and not the person. Um, and so that's how I would respond to that, um, I would be very careful about withholding a language of appreciation or a love language. Mm. Actually, someone just wrote, as you were talking about <clears throat> that interesting, is um, is it dangerous putting your happiness in someone else's hands? No question. No question. Now, again, advanced class, I think that when you're really in a reciprocal relationship, 
there is amount of codependence going on, meaning that you're, you've allowed yourself to be emotionally affected by the emotional state of your partner. And honestly, I actually don't think it's a healthy relationship if you're not emotionally affected mm. by the emotional resonance of your partner. If your partner's sad and you're like, whatever, <laughs> like, but for real, yeah. like, that's super weird to me. Yeah. And that, but that also means that when your partner's upset, that it's going to draw you into that. And so then you have to have the mechanisms to pry yourself out of any of those emotional states. So <clears throat> the way that I look at it is, if you're sad, it's going to make me sad. And my obligation now is to help elevate you back to happy. If you're angry, it's going to make me angry. And then my job is to then help us both get back to calm. Hopefully we're both working at that. So it's like, but I'm in tune with you. So whatever frequency you hit me at, happy, I'm going to be happy. Sad, I'm going to be sad. High energy, I'm going to be high energy. Because the only way to not is to then disconnect and detach from them. Mm. And I don't think that's the idea. To me, it's like you and I are tethered. If you fall off the edge of something, I'm now fucking dealing with the fact that you've fallen off the edge. I am totally committed to the fact that you're off the edge. And if I'm not careful, it's going to pull me over the edge as well. But because I have that tether, I can actually bring you back. But to be like, fuck that, I'm not unhappy, snip, and you like fall over the edge, that just seems super weird to me and does not gel with anything that I know about healthy relationships. To me, what becomes unhealthy is when you're like, get down here with me. I'm over the edge. Fuck you. Stop trying to make me happy. Get down here with me. That's unhealthy. And when you want to drag me down to your emotion, we've got a problem. But if each of us know from a sober standpoint, this is not a good place. When you say sober, people at home emotionally, are emotionally sober. sober. Thank yeah. you. So from an emotionally sober place, we both know being depressed, being negative, being angry, being upset, being traumatized, being sad, like all of those are states meant to either to pass through if it's like a true mourning or something like that, that you need to pass through that. You need to process it. But you need to get to the other side. And the point is to get to the other side as quickly as possible. The point is hopefully that your partner's helping you get to the other side through understanding, through empathy, through kindness, but they're helping you get through. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is off Offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. And that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash impact and use code impact to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're going to have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. That was really good. Thank you. I was extremely engrossed in that. Hearty if you thought that was good too. <laughs> um, all right, so next question. This one comes from Kyle McCoomey. <coughs> when transitioning from infatuation to love, how big a role do you think love languages play? Um... Well, I don't see those two as being like naturally connected. I think that mm. it will just help you navigate the communication in the relationship to really recognize how to communicate to the other person. But that doesn't necessarily have to do with the transition from infatuation to real love. Um, but I think that high level communication, which I'll lump love languages into, because mm. um, it's a very deliberate style of communicating, of understanding where they're coming from, who they are, how they see the world, putting yourself in their shoes. There's so much um, deliberateness to that, which is amazing and is exactly the kind of intention that a relationship should have. Um, that communication is going to serve you well and may help you really get into a reciprocal relationship, which is something that's, to me, part of the definition of love is that it is mutual. It is reciprocated. Yeah. And I just think ultimately, like, you can never know your partner too much. Right? It's like kind of with yourself. Like, you can never know yourself too much because it's, knowing is understanding and then understanding, for me at least, is then able to act accordingly. So it's like, then I know how to handle, 
you when you're feeling sad or you when you've done something great or even myself when I'm feeling down or even myself mm. when I've achieved something. Like knowing how you work and how you think and knowing that of your partner, like to me, can only serve you. The second you don't want to know, like something's actually probably wrong. Mm. Like are you scared to find out, like to find something out about yourself maybe even? Um, but I think that that can actually, finding out something that maybe you don't even like about yourself, I think again, just comes down to, okay, own it and then work on it. But if you don't know, then you can't fix it. Right. Um, all right, would you rather segment. We're gonna, um, I'm gonna read out the would you rathers, guys, drop in the comments below as, we, um, as I read them out. All right, would you rather have a relationship that entirely lacks words of affirmation or entirely lacks physical touch? See, that's good, Michelle. Shady, that's good. Are you going to answer? Yeah, I I'm think... I'm waiting for you. <laughs> the, the honest answer is because physical touch is uh, a language yeah. of appreciation, I think that you're probably better off being in a situation that lacks um, words than you are being in a situation that lacks touch. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, I agree. So because he's been sick... Sure, our cleaner thinks that we've had an argument, but he's been sleeping in the spare room um, <coughs> um, for like maybe a week and a half now. And then you were traveling. So like that we haven't like I haven't like properly hugged you or like mm. smooched on you for like weeks. And literally, yes. Was it yesterday? I said I feel like that dying monkey. Did you say that? Yeah, didn't you didn't hear, hear me. No. Oh, oh who is that? I was sending it to someone on the team. Anyway, I basically it's said I'm starting to feel like one of those dying. So if you don't know the story, there's like this little test that they did, right, with like the baby monkey and it was in a cage and um, it did, they didn't give the monkey the mother. I'm like messing this uh, up. It's hilarious. On. I almost want to hear like how far you take it. So they put a baby monkey in a cage with two fake uh, mother monkeys, one is wire mesh but has food, and then one has no food but ha it's covered in like carpet fur. Just like comfy. And they wanted to see like which does it stay with, and they thought, well, what makes sense is to stay with the one that has the food. But what they found was it would cling to the one with the fur and then run over really fast, eat, and then run back to the one that was physically comforting. Because um, closeness, touch, right. basically. Makes a huge yeah. difference. So I felt like that dying monkey, um, and I actually said that yesterday, because literally we haven't had the touch, mm. like the hugs. Um, and so I think like in people's busy lives, you kind of forget those little things, and then you blink and like two weeks, three weeks, a month goes by, and you're like, oh, we don't actually feel connected um, much. Like I really pay attention to how much I've touched you. So I haven't slept on your chest for the last two weeks. Mm. So like all these things is like actually really getting to me. So guys, thank you at home for watching this because honest to God, I was so excited to do this show just so that I could sit down with this man for an hour and talk to you. I'm still kind of keeping my distance a bit, but yeah, um, so anyway. Hair. You can touch my hair. Um, all right. Would you rather utilize love languages in only your relationship or only your business La uh, relationship? Oh, 100%. Really? You would? My relationship is a bigger yeah. priority to me than the business. Oh, I know, but I think that we could probably get through it better than your business. Yes. It would be hard. Yeah. Um, it would right. be downright disastrous. <laughs> It would. Would you rather have your lang love language misunderstood or never know about love languages at all? Misunderstood. Because you can work through it. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that and you're answering with us. Um, and I think, let me just double check, <coughs> we pinned the link to the love language. Okay, so guys, we actually pinned the link to Vanessa Van Edwards. Test if you want to take it. It's so much fun. Sit with your partner. You'll really learn a lot. I loved it and we've pinned it. Um, all right, back to the quest next question. This is from Andre Lamont. How do you encourage your partner to have the desire to meet your love language needs? I think I would just use their love language to them, then recognize how they feel, like, oh, they feel good about the fact that you've used it, and then say, hey, I want to feel like that too. I mean, that was pathetic of a... I don't know that it's pathetic, but it, um, that- I'm, I get a little hung up on... If it's too hard to convince somebody to do something that is going to make you feel good, to make you, like, what you're telling somebody when you tell them what your love language is, is that I want to viscerally feel your love. And if you came to me and said, you could do this one simple thing and it would make me feel your love. Do you want to know what it is? What kind of asshole would I be if I was like, no, I don't want to know. But that's essentially like what you're saying is if on the flip side of that, the person's trying to tell you and they're not taking it seriously, it's like the person is literally giving you the keys to the kingdom. All right, but how about this then? I'm kind of reading yeah, into the conversation. Make it hard. The, make yeah, it hard. All right, make it hard. So, for instance, mine is acts of service, yeah. number two. Mm-hmm. Number one is connection, touch. Yep. Well, you're traveling so much, mm-hmm. don't get to see you much. And then when you're home, you're so busy, you don't do any acts of service. And I say, hey, these are my languages. And you do it. And I'm like, no, 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 but I need you to do 10 times more of that. And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't fucking have time. How would you handle that? Maybe, like, are they being, at what point is someone being too needy? Like, you're not doing it enough. Yeah, so that is, the funny thing is, as you were saying that, I was like, well, there's a very big difference between um, asking for what you need and being needy. And I don't know where the line is, but you crossed it at 10 times more. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like porn. I hard to describe, but I know it when I see it. Like, you know when someone's doing it, like, to test you. Like, think about how over the top you are with me about the tea. Like, anybody watching the show has heard you mention me boiling the water, like, or not even tea, coffee, has heard you mention that a dozen times. So... And that's like a drop in the bucket of how many times you've said that it means something to you, to me. So that is like you really making me want to then go the extra mile times when I can, like when I cleaned up on that uh, Sunday morning and I just knew that you'd had a rough time and so let me do something really cool. Now, if you were always telling me it's not enough, like just think through the way the human beings are. If I do something nice, no matter how small, and you're like, it's not enough, I'm done. At that point, like you've punished me for doing the thing that you wanted. So you've punished behavior you want to see more of. That's never going to work. Mm. So if you want someone to do 10 times, you've got to incentivize them to do the 10 times. They've got to like really see like how touched you were by the smallest thing. And then it's like, whoa, I want to like create that virtuous cycle again where they feel good. I feel good because I made them feel good. And so now I'm going to do a little bit more. And then they really go over the top, right? And you get into a cycle like that. But if it's like, that's it. That's what you're doing for me. Yeah. It's like that. That is such a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature that they they have problems way bigger than figuring out a love language at yeah, that point. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and I want to throw a wrench in the works a little. Still, I like All wrenches. Right. All right. So, for instance, <laughs> the tea thing, got kettle. Coffee. Yeah, thank you. Um, love it. But on the weekends, 
when you do something for me, I actually it makes me feel uncomfortable. And really? I've, yeah, I've said this to you before. Like, yeah, you're super weird. How do I? How often do I ask you to ever do anything physical for me on the weekend? Rare. Yeah, like if you're getting up for something, you be like, "Oh, babe, do you want something?" Like, no, I'm fine. And you sit down and I get up and get something. Literally for thirty seconds. Yeah, later. I do do that. Um, the reason being is that I struggle with like. I want to nurture you. Like, that's my, you know, I love being your wife and I don't do that during the week. So the weekend is that one time that I can actually do sweet things for you. But what's funny is that's not even your language. So now what do you do? Right? Like, I want to do things for you to make myself feel like a good wife. That's not your language. Well, so here's where it gets really complicated. And I debated whether I bring this up or not because it makes love languages a lot less clean. Okay. But, but I think... But the truth real. is, like, I... I do enjoy you nurturing me and looking after me and doing all that sweet stuff. But if you were like, it's starting to stress me out, I'd be like, I don't even really care about it. Mm. So I don't need it by any stretch of the imagination. When I have it, it's lovely. But like, I don't want you to put yourself out. I don't want you to wear yourself down. If you're tired, don't bother. Like, for instance, you sometimes make me proper nachos and then other times you make me lazy nachos. And I don't care. So if you like, if you make me the full blown nachos, which are better, then it's like, oh my gosh, amazing, full blown nachos. And if you're like, hey, do you mind doing lazy nachos? The answer is always and forever going to be, I never mind doing lazy yeah. nachos. But Whatever's I feel, easier. But I feel bad about that. Totally get that. And I realize that it's <clears throat> on me though, and I had to accept it and go. It doesn't matter. It makes me feel good, even if he doesn't care. And so I. But that's what like I want to make sure you understand. I appreciate it without needing it. Yes. So when I say I don't care, I mean right. I don't need it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you don't do it, don't want to do it, you're too tired, whatever, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. So I don't want you to think that I don't like it or sure. don't appreciate it or whatever. Yeah. But that's I, the reason why I wanted to bring that up though is because there's so many little nuances within those languages, within the way you... Um, like, so saying to somebody, hey, this really means a lot to me, like, nothing's really black and white, ultimately, right? Like, there are little nuances. Okay, but what in this situation? And we work through them. And I even vocalize, like, I feel really bad that I'm doing lazy nachos, but babe, do you mind? You're like, no. And I'm like, okay, Lisa, this is one of those times you have to just let go of it. Um, and, yeah. So, but on the weekend, for some reason, like, it makes me uncomfortable when you do something for me. Not uncomfortable, but I just, I don't like it, which is interesting. It's a um, insight into the way I think about the weekends and the week and my position as business partner and wife. Because mm. I really do like structure it like wife on the weekends, business partner during the week. So, all right, next question. This one comes from Natalie Tellish. If you're, if you've awakened Awakened out of a life of autopilot reaction mode, but your spouse hasn't. How do you cope with that in daily life? Yeah, so you have to talk through this stuff. You have to be very open, process things, um, let them know what you're going through, walk them through wins that you've had. So without making it about I've done something and you haven't, mm. really invite them into your journey. Let them see that. I think one of the most powerful ways to advocate for a growth mindset is not to run around telling people that they need a growth mindset. It's to let them see how much your life changes because you have a growth mindset. And if it's real and they're really seeing that it's improving your life, chances are, especially if you're being encouraging um, and kind and compassionate about where they are and not just trying to push them to do better, um, that they will want 
to come along on that journey. So, but I think that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it all comes down to having that compassion. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the one thing, I mean, you already said, I'm just going to repeat you, so never mind. Next question. Um, all right, next question. <laughs> Hold on. Well, what do we got Drop going here? Sophie L. Hello from Devin. Devin. Nice. Tossing, not sure all what right. that means. Growth mindset right. for the win. Christina Marie. Uh, all right, I got next question. Fast. Let's do it. All right, next question. This is from Kayla Bobay. Oh, wow. Bobayla Bombachu. Kayla sure. Bobayla Bombachu. That is a name right there, homie. I'm changing you. my name officially. <laughs> Uh, my partner and I have a difficult time communicating, whereas I need to sit down and discuss the root of the problem in order to resolve issues up front. My partner feels so uncomfortable, sweating, blushing, and anxious, talking that he tries to sweep issues under the rug and pretend it didn't happen in order to fix it in the short term. I've discussed this with him and tried to understand where he's coming from, but I find myself getting more angry and resenting him for not even trying to change. How did you guys overcome communication issues in the beginning and get past the resentments that build up from it so that's an easy one to answer from the jump we both valued communication we both valued the importance of it that it had to happen that you've got to sit and talk even when there are definitely times <coughs> where I feel that um, the issue could be resolved really really fast and Lisa will need more words and need to process longer and tell a longer story that contains more details um, you just you, you have to accept that that's where you have to engage and have that conversation. So really making sure that both of you would say as a like paramount value, communication has to happen, it has to be ultra high level, it has to be incredibly mm. truthful. It has to be truthful to the point of like absurdity where it you're like, I'm just going to say that no, I don't like that or I do like this or this is what I was thinking or whatever, knowing as soon as I say this out loud, it's going to make things worse for a minute, but like that the other person knows that they can trust what you're saying because you say the truth even at the most inopportune moments and that's something that has really served us well. So value communication, put in the work and like for him, if he's really having that adverse of a physical reaction, He's got to work through that, and he's got to get to the point where he's not jumping out of his skin. Um, otherwise, you guys have just a baseline values conflict, and I find that most relationships don't survive um, significant value conflicts. We have some value conflicts, but not around anything that I would consider significant. But I'm going to jump in here for a second, because if the poor guy gets anxious and sweating, mm. like I think you need to address that. You can't just force someone in a situation and say, oh, but even though you're anxious, we have to talk about it. Because we've had that where like, I genuinely want to step away. I need some air. I need some space. Because I know that once I do get that space and that, you know, dis- literally the physical distance from you. Now let's imagine I bring for a second. My- I bring my emotions down, Mm -hmm. I take deep breaths, I get my thoughts together, and now when I sit with you, I don't talk from an emotional standpoint because I can be very emotional. So stepping away, where you want to resolve it right then, I've said to you, hey, I just need time. And if that's something that he needs, then I would say respect that, but make sure then he holds it um, to his word and comes back to then discuss it. But I wouldn't say, sorry, I've got a little alert on my phone. Um, but I wouldn't say force the man to talk if he's feeling anxious. So I would say that what you just said is perfect. 
but that's not hiding or not present in her answer. So in her answer, she said that he doesn't want to talk. He gets anxious, sweaty, right. doesn't want to deal with it. Right. Not that, oh, sometimes when we start talking, he gets anxious, needs to step away and come back. Right. If he wants to step away and come back, I'm totally with you. But that's what I'm saying. Like, find out if that, all right, try it. Like, all right, babe, I hear you. Because I think you need to make sure that he feels like you understand him too like it's just not a one-way street so let him know like look i recognize that you're getting anxious and i don't want you to feel like that babe i love you we're on the same page right our goal both of us is to get on the same page can we agree yes okay if we can both agree that we want to get on the same page we want to communicate let's try different tactics i recognize that you're anxious i want to support that i want to be there for you i don't want to push you into the corner so what other methods can we use if you stepped away and you let your anxiety drop would you be comfortable then getting back together in an hour in two hours would you be comfortable writing something and giving it to me and then i can read it and then we can have our thoughts separate come together maybe they write each other letters right like i think that making sure that he feels that you are supporting him because in those moments you need to feel like you're still attacking it like a team not hey i want to talk and the poor guy gets anxious and he wants to sweep it under the rug Strong so magic. try some tactics try different things do it as a team again because like if you can feel like all right so what is the plan of attack next time oh you want to step away cool let's try it babe again it just there's something about being feeling like you're that team and that you have a teammate even if it's your own issue just allows i think that anxiety to drop so word um all right next question this is from avery um clean haircut tom (laughs) yeah buddy thank you um my wife has been out of a job for a year she's been picking up contract work but she has been quite depressed she asked me to be more tough on her as i've been wanting to let her decide for herself when she should take action at her own pace should i be tougher on her what would you do if lisa was out of a job for a year well i want to give at least an example of because we've had something similar to this with my gut um where um, so I was feeling down, um, my issues, my health issues were a, a problem. And so I had said, like, if you see that I'm doing something wrong, let me know, tough love. And then at some point, depending on the situation, I actually didn't want to hear it. So even though I'd said to you, give me the tough love, you would do it. And then for me, you're like, you did it too much. And I was like, you crossed the line then. You're like, well, look, babe, I can't be like just a halfway tough love. Like, if you want how I really feel, I'm going to tell you how I really feel. If you don't want that, then I'll step back and just be that, like, no hands-on, just emotionally supportive. But you can't tell me how and when to do it. You can either say, push me or don't. Um, And so I recognize in those moments that I was actually leaning on you a little too much, that I was looking for you to give me something that I needed. And if it wasn't perfect in my own head, then I didn't receive it well. And then I just realized that actually didn't help and wasn't great. So um, for me, I kind of then, I guess, gave myself the tough love. Yes, all well said. Uh, I will add only that danger, danger, Will Robinson. This is one of those advanced class things, man, you can make this go so awry. So I would sit down with her and I would have her detail out exactly what she wants you to do so that Mm. she's totally bought off on it. And if it's like, look, I really want you to tell me exactly what you think and feel, no judgment, I want the kick in the ass, all of that, then when you do it, you can be like, this is what you asked for. 
And so if it isn't what you want next time, like we can sit down and we talk about it and find a new strategy, but that's what you ask for. Mm. But for the most part, I think that a better way to handle this is going to be to what's her goal? Work backwards from her goal. Figure out what are the steps you need to take to actually achieve your goal and then make sure that she's actually doing those steps. I fear that a lot of times people ask for that tough love because they think what they're lacking is motivation. They're not lacking motivation, lacking clarity. (coughs) Excuse me. So until they get that clarity, they're never going to be able to move forward and get done what they want to get done. And so they're asking for the wrong thing is probably the truth yeah and i like the kind of like get very specific because if it's like all right babe i want you every morning to give me a kick up the ass and like like pressure me what are you doing like how are you going to do this and and this is more specific like i can see you doing it on a day where i'm kind of feeling down and i'm not feeling good about myself and you come in you're like come on what are you doing and for whatever reason i can see just would hit me wrong and now i'm getting all defensive you're like but this is what you said right. and it's like, but i didn't say to do it on these days that i'm not feeling great or whatever oh, so yes. i would like be very like if she wants to she's looking for you to be a partner she's looking for you to be help her with a pillar of strength so maybe even um if she if it's like okay we're gonna go down this path like okay what are the actual things you want me to do you want me to text you every single morning and make sure like what's the plan of attack do you want to write out a plan and then you want me to review it like be very specific because it can get very dangerous when someone's leaning on you to get them out of an emotional turmoil because um yeah you're never going to predict how they're going to react because it could always be like just the wrong day the wrong moment the wrong second and then they lash out on their partner where it's like this is what you asked me to do Mm. so um yeah awesome guys thank you so much for joining us today this was amazing as always it was wonderful to get to spend time and i didn't get to say to anyone but if this is bringing you value please do click that share button we really do yeah really do appreciate it when you guys click the share and like i just want to keep talking actually because the second week kind of means he's going off somewhere else yeah sorry (laughs) Um, guys but next week i do believe we're on the same time wednesday at we hope murder michelle's yeah this this guy's schedule is crazy but um yes um switch on the notifications guys so that you can get notified if we do change the day or time um but click the share awesome thanks guys hope uh, this added value if you haven't already be sure to subscribe and until next time my friends be legendary take care wonder woman everybody thank you so much for listening and if this content is delivering value to you please go to iTunes go to Stitcher rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.